Rediscovering Self is a podcast that addresses the daily ramblings of the mind and talks about what influences the way we think and how we can cope in an ever-changing world. This podcast is brought to you by Amrutam, an Ayurvedic lifestyle brand and wellness community. Hi everyone and welcome to the very first episode of Rediscovering Self with Amrutam. Joining me for the very first episode today is Tuti Ashok Gupta. She's a principal for Brand and Vision at Amrutam, an Ayurvedic lifestyle brand and wellness community. She's also a psychotherapist with a master's degree in clinical psychology. Stuti has been consistently working towards increasing awareness around mental health and she's someone that I connected with through the travel space. And we've actually been working on something on these lines for a really long time which we finally managed to bring to fruition with this podcast. Stuti, hi, thank you so much for letting me do this and for being here as the very first guest today. Yeah, I'm super thrilled as well. It's coming to life. Something that just started with a thought. I'm super excited too. I know we've been having this conversation for a long time. We've spoken about this in a previous podcast that we recorded together as well. And it's so cool that, you know, we're able to do this together as two people who are really passionate about this entire space. So I just want to jump right into it with you. Mental health and wellness. Why is it's so important and why are we doing this whole podcast so i think uh, first and foremost the reason why you know amritam as an organization felt that we should talk about mental health is uh, of course because i bring in the uh, mental health bit to the organization being uh, someone who studied it for 7 uh, years and have been practicing for 4 years now but at the same time i think we understand that mental health is not different from health itself um we like because we are an ayurvedic brand we look at health holistically when you know mental physical spiritual like the all three elements need to be in good balance for you to be healthy and uh, that's something that we always try to focus on especially uh, you know since the beginning of our d2c since 2017 uh, we've made constant efforts to encourage conversations around mental health uh, i remember the first time you know we we simply collected a list of uh, mental health professionals um, especially for young adults who were uh, charging a nominal fee or you know they had a sliding rate of say 100 to thousand where people could afford it and sometimes you know they were also willing to give free uh, services and we just listed all of them um, and I, and you know we have seen a huge traffic coming to just that particular page where people have um, you know seeked uh, for the right kind of professionals for therapy through that page itself so i think that was like a little like a first step as amrita where we took that um after that i think during lockdown when there were so many conversations happening around mental health uh, we felt like okay what could we do you know uh, we we have to of course follow the ethical boundaries of uh, being an organization and we can't just offer a safe space without really being able to contain all of it because we are a huge community of people so we got a professional on board and we did this 21 day art program um it we didn't you know really uh, say that it was for mental health but i remember so many people messaging us and tagging us and saying that it was so therapeutic 
because a lot of people were feeling isolated a lot of people were feeling um anxious even upset about the uncertainty um and i think now with this podcast it's like one level up where we are um really getting our feet in this to try to you know spread awareness about the everyday struggles uh, and the different topics that we are picking up it's it's just so that we can have more and more conversations around it i have to say as an organization to see the kind of steps that you've been taking towards mental wellness and coming from someone who's part of a community of professionals i think it's very very uh it's wonderful what you're doing because like you said it's it's all become a little more amplified during this whole pandemic and the lockdown stressors are much higher triggers are far more you know as opposed to normal maybe because nobody saw this coming and i feel like even otherwise we live in such a stressful world that there are um ideas and thoughts and just actions floating around every day that we may or may not be able to pinpoint towards a certain problem and just knowing that you know something that's going on in my head might not be completely normal itself is maybe like the first step towards getting better and i think that's also what this podcast is trying to solve because every episode like we spoke about is going to be talking about something very specific right like a certain thought or a certain idea that might just constitute a part of our daily thoughts just turns up at some point without even our realizing it it's all so subconscious but uh, unpacking all of that itself is such such a major step and to see you guys taking this up as an organization is absolutely brilliant and i think something that the corporate world in general should be looking at as a more important aspect of life and i think for me that's a, a very important piece because i do hail from the corporate world and now i'm part of the freelance world but you know seeing the kind of stressors that you face in different walks of life or at different times and having been through therapy myself i think i've really come to value the importance of having a healthy mind as well as a body it it's not that one is more important or one is less important or it has to be either or it has to be both because you know healthy mind healthy body it's it's a symbiotic relationship and i'm glad we're able to do this together and maybe take another step towards normalizing mental wellness and i i really hope and i i do believe that this podcast is going to help a lot of people out there yeah i i think so too i mean uh i i strongly believe uh you know nothing ever gets wasted like no none of your efforts are ever going to just be for nothing and when we are trying to do this podcast i think even if we are able to impact some people and and you know make them aware about the importance of looking after your own mind your mental health um that be a great great achievement for us um i feel that you know a lot of the conversations that are still happening around mental health awareness are still focused on people who are getting a certain diagnosis or they still fit in a certain box or they can still get a label or a tag to be able to understand what's happening with them but there is a large number of people who go through you know several uh, instances and several thoughts difficulties and just very little aspects like you know their sleep is getting affected or eating is getting affected and what they they're not able to make sense out of it because they may not really have a diagnosis or they may not really have a disorder so to speak but are just going through some sort of mental health difficulties and 
I think through this podcast, especially our first season, what we are trying to do is talk about aspects that are relatable to a huge number of population. A lot of people at some point go through them. And then we reflect on how that is then affecting your mental health. Uh, either way, I think just to reflect and build that self-awareness that, okay, I'm not alone if I'm feeling this way. Uh, for example, we have a topic called I'm, I'm scared of confrontation. That's something a lot of people go through and they may not want to put that as something that they have a disorder uh, and that's the reason they are going through this. Uh, it may be because of various reasons and just to understand that as a person who's going through that without being put in a box, I think that's what we're trying to do here. Like mental health is for everyone. Everyone should seek help without really feeling like, oh, something's wrong with me. Absolutely. It's the most normal of thoughts or rather what we consider as a normal of thoughts that might actually need some kind of delving into. And that's where, you know, as you rightly said, it's not necessary to be diagnosed with a disorder to be, you know, concerned about your mental health. It's just something that you have to maybe look at on a daily basis. Speaking of which, um, how does one, you know, start on looking after their mental health? What are the some things that we could maybe do to, you know, take care of ourselves? There are, of course, a lot of things one could do, but I have a few things to begin with. I think the most important thing is to uh, look at the kind of lifestyle you are living because your sleep pattern and, and your eating, these two aspects directly have an impact on how you are feeling, your mood, even your thoughts, your daily functioning and your relationships with others. I think... These two, of course, are ab about the lifestyle. But apart from that, there is, especially with young people, there is this sort of dissonance um, where at one side they know that if their emotional and physical health is not up to the mark, then their performance is going to be compromised. But at the same time, there is this constant industry standard of, you know, cutthroat competitiveness. There is this... Um, sort of set uh, glamorized hustle culture and especially through social media when we're seeing that okay uh, everyone's doing so much then I think that dissonance that that sort of um, internal conflict uh, that how do I differentiate my own needs with what is expected to be the best and constantly being aware of this conflict that okay what do I need right now what would work for me and um, that is I think constantly asking how am I feeling what do I need right now being aware is of course the first step and not always people are going to be able to do that on their own um, but I think on a day-to-day -day basis even if you have certain checkpoints as to your lifestyle your um, awareness of your mood uh, your thoughts these are little things that one could start with. And then, of course, uh, there are things like spending enough time with yourself. I think it's it's still not so much talked about, but the importance of spending enough me time where you at least do one thing, you know, you really enjoy. And ideally, if it doesn't involve your phone screen or your laptop screen, then it's perfect. But... If, if you give yourself even those 15 to 20 minutes or a half an hour uh, every single day, it could um, help you understand yourself better. It could 
set the tone of your whole day or night or even the following week if you're able to give yourself some time without distractions because um we we feel distressed with those distractions and then to overcome that uh, sort of uh, anxiety about okay i'm not doing enough then you distract yourself more and it's a loop so when you give when you spend that me time i think you you still get some time to reflect on okay this is what i want to do this is how i want to do it this is what is right for me and then um of course like i think identifying right kind of social support you might have 20 friends but they may not all be the right kind of social support for you uh, if you're seeking help from a friend who is constantly telling you and reinforcing that you are the co- reason for your you know struggle then um, i don't know if you would actually go out and seek help because you're constantly blaming yourself and feeling guilty about feeling a certain way so yeah i think these are the few things that one should do to look after their mental health these sound like very simple lifestyle changes to make just to make sure that we are on track you know with what we are eating or the kind of activities we do on a daily basis the kind of information and the kind of interactions we are exposing ourselves to and just seeking out a little bit and being a little more conscious of the kind of things we're doing and i think me time is so so underrated you know just taking out a little bit of time in a day to disconnect from the world and from work and just the daily stress that we live with to just do our own thing and i think you put it beautifully you know like we really tend to reflect when we are disconnected so that is super super important and uh, you've highlighted it all so beautifully i think at one point you also mentioned that you know sometimes it's not easy for one to understand this by ourselves which is when maybe we need to seek support elsewhere and this might not just be you know in terms of having a support system or family or friends who are understanding but also in terms of seeking professional help so therapy is also a way of self care the way i look at it but uh, you know to be very honest the kind of uh, responses that i've got and i've been seeking therapy for about a year now i've been in therapy for a little over a year and i know that it's had like this massive impact on my life it's really helped me come out of a lot and work through a lot and i know that had i gone to you know friends or peers then it might not have had the same uh what can i say a response you know the way that i've had to therapy but when i talk about it there is still a certain set of people that believes that therapy might not be right for them or uh, therapy might not be able to offer something more or help in a certain manner and i'm asking you this as a professional you know how does one ascertain if therapy is the right path or not so i think before i dive into uh, who all should seek therapy maybe i can first speak about uh, maybe you know for whom all therapy will not work um firstly i think if someone is in crisis uh, which means if they are suicidal or if they are um, in a in a place where it's hard for them to be in touch with reality especially with people who have psychotic uh, symptoms which are you have hallucinations you're seeing stuff you're listening to things that may not really exist or you are uh, experiencing delusions in those cases i think the first step would not be therapy um because 
like for example if someone is is suicidal yes of course therapy is going to help to an extent but the person might need uh someone who is an expertise in crisis management at that point if if they are going to uh, end their life they may not want to commit to something which is long term uh, and they want to want to understand that there is support like right then and there uh so that they can be sort of helped and rescued from their own thoughts apart from that i think there are a list of trigger points where you can understand that okay therapy is going to work for me firstly um if you have even the physical symptoms which may not be you know it it cannot be explained through your medical reports of you know your physical health and and the doctor seems to say that yeah no everything is fine with you but you're still feeling what you're feeling you know if if it is like a body part hurts all the time and the doctor is saying that no nothing is uh, wrong with you everything's all right in the reports uh, that's one of the ways when you know okay maybe i'm not resolving or not dealing with a certain emotion then that's turning into a psychosomatic symptom then if your sleep and eating is getting affected and it again uh, it cannot be explained through other aspects in terms of your health but it's still getting affected um when you are having a lot of trouble getting things done um be it because of lack of motivation be it because of obsessive thoughts you are having that you cannot stop or it could be because of certain fear uh in my experience a lot of people recently have uh i have come across a lot of people in fact who are dealing with fear of death um and and they can't stop thinking about it and that's the reason they can't get anything done in their day because they're constantly you know dealing with that thought alone um yeah and of course like there are there if you have difficulties in your relationship and you're not able to make sense why it's being so uh, destructive why you're not able to resolve things and it's only triggering negative emotions in you or you know it's causing just a lot of stress uh around you uh, and then i think if in general like i think if i had to put it in one sentence if the issue has caused your quality of life to decrease if if your quality of life is getting compromised uh i think therapy is, would be good for you uh would help you uh, understand what's happening I think that really makes sense you know the way you put it that if there's a compromise in your quality of life then there is a definite indicator that something is wrong and I think this is something that I can attest to from personal experience because when I sought out therapy my quality of life had degraded to a point where I didn't enjoy anything like traveling is supposed to be my life I'm supposed to be a travel content creator and I'm supposed to enjoy it I I left corporate for that and I was chasing my passions and one would think that I would be happy doing it but the very thought of traveling was it was causing me panic attacks and i i think you know it came to a point where i stopped enjoying things like dance and music and travel and everything and i was like you know what this is not okay this is not normal this is not me you know there is definitely something going on here and when i was having symptoms of an anxiety attack like you rightly said it's like even the doctors couldn't diagnose anything physically wrong with me my reports were fine my reports were clean they were as good as they could get actually but 
clearly something was not right and i could feel that and i think for me that was the moment when i realized that i wasn't able to do this alone and there was no way i could get through this without some sort of support which is why i started seeking therapy and uh, i feel like it was after the first month or so that i realized that this was absolutely the right decision so it, it took a while but uh, i think just converting that thought of you know that i can handle everything or i'm too weak if i can't to the fact that i'm not feeling great right now but maybe someone else might help me come out of this or get through this for me that was a massive change so that's when i knew that you know therapy was the right path uh, i think i completely agree with you there um, a lot of people associate seeking help for especially mental health as a sign of weakness you know there must be something wrong with you that's why you're in therapy um and we don't even have a lot of role models who are speaking positively about it except on social media but you know those are not the people we are sort of seeking approval and validation from we are seeking it from the people around us our uh, family members our close friends and if they seek um uh, help themselves then it becomes easier but if they they think that no you know you'd be fine uh and if they say things like you know you don't need therapy and and in a way that sort of uh, demeans the whole idea of seeking help um no matter how much you've researched on internet but a person around you who's uh, whose opinion matters to you says something which stigmatizes uh you know mental health professional uh, who's helping you out i i have had a client who took a break from therapy because of uh you know a, a certain family member made a remark on her for seeking help and it it affects you deeply firstly you make the, all this effort to make up your mind and then uh, you don't want a person to criticize it of course for each person they have their own way to deal with the stigma but at the same time uh, if they have experienced how this works for them it sort of becomes easier for them to then stand up and then speak about it like i think that when people are not seeking therapy uh, uh, one common thing that people dive into as a coping mechanism is substance dependence because those things are still more acceptable more accessible uh, affordable and even to a certain extent you know labeled as cool versus someone who's going for uh, therapy Uh, because there you need someone else's help here you just need a thing a substance so though i think those are also triggering points like though if, if anyone's listening and who's depending on a substance to deal with their uh, any of their emotions uh, or even uh, thoughts i think you should, like you know it's it's a good sign that you might actually need uh, therapy and it might actually be um, helpful for you and and then again i think the stigma also leads to the social withdrawal side like people they sort of make up their mind okay i'm going to seek therapy and if if they discuss this with people around them and and there is a certain stigma that is thrown back at them uh, they people tend to also withdraw themselves from others around them because then they are constantly made uh, to feel guilty like there's a lot of self blame i think in our culture that is instigated constantly 
uh, if something is uh, not okay, uh, especially when it comes to mental health. Like physical health, everyone would still give their sympathies. But suddenly when it's about mental health, then there must be something wrong with you and that's why you're not able to cope with it. Right. So some very helpful points over there, just, you know, just to also identify that what might constitute as a trigger to identify that, you know, that maybe therapy is required. And I think substance uh, dependence is definitely something that comes out because I, I, you know, I really believe that self-reliance is unnecessarily overrated. I feel like it's given too much of importance that, you know, you need to be completely independent and self-reliant, otherwise you're weak. And I think that itself is something that is so, it's so wrong, right? Like, what if someone can't handle everything on their own? That doesn't make them weak. It just makes them someone who maybe needs a little push from the outside. And there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. I just wish that were a little more understood in society because even though right now, you know, there is there is dialogue happening. There are people talking up about uh, how mental wellness is important and there are people on social media also really you know encouraging dialogue about this but like you said you know the normalization comes from our closest peer groups and that's where we need to start normalizing this or maybe try to undo the stigma associated with therapy and seeking help over there how does one maybe you know talk about this with their close people you know how how does this topic get broached because i'll just maybe state an example like if i'm someone who is I'm going through depression or I'm having like a tornado of thoughts in my head that I can't make sense of. But I'm not able to connect with someone to tell them that because I'm afraid that, you know, there might be a judgmental person at the other end and I might not be able to get my needs met. So how would you suggest we navigate this? The Like, you know, the one, one way of uh, communicating why you need uh, professional help for your mental health is to explain the concept of safe space. That, uh, you know, the importance of safe space, which uh, one may not get in their own uh, close relationships because both parties are bringing in a lot of their own uh, thoughts and feelings into the space and it just gets mixed up. Uh, And especially when you know that the way you are feeling or your mood or your even thoughts directly have an impact on the people around you, it becomes even more challenging to discuss those feelings with them because there will be a certain reaction uh, that may then trigger them and may not uh, really give you that containment that you needed at the first place. When it comes to therapy, it's like that one hour is yours. It's completely your safe space. You are the one who's bringing your own, um, your whole, you know, emotional aspect, your your thoughts, everything that you can bring up and feel safe about expressing them without feeling that any of your, um, your thoughts, feelings, mood, anything will then affect the other person. The other person is there to contain, you you know, it it doesn't really have an impact on the other person the way people around you who are um, living with you or, you know, just be affected by you uh, have that. So there's no strong reaction that you would usually get. There's no advice that a therapist would give you. 
and and i think that whole therapeutic relationship where you can feel like you can really trust this person to understand without judgment uh, and genuinely listen i think these are the basics uh, that can change uh, the way you look at things in a great deal like i'm not even talking about the interpretations i'm not even talking about the work that therapists do within that hour but but just that space um, makes a huge deal and if you are able to communicate that uh, especially if you have already experienced therapy then if we are able to communicate the importance of that space we are getting which makes us feel safe uh, it can make a huge difference for the other person to understand that okay um, maybe they need this maybe they are convinced about the fact that this is going to help them but for those who have never really tried therapy and they're trying to uh, explain why they need this i think uh, they would then have to educate themselves about how they are feeling firstly because each therapist is also going to have a different approach as to how they look at things and and uh, you know i remember we also spoke about this in your previous podcast that uh, ther- finding a therapist is exactly like dating uh and your the your needs have to match the therapist approach um there's no one fits all uh in this uh, you know in psychotherapy because there are so many school of thoughts and and of course there's a personal element to the style of working as well uh, and and when it comes to people who have not ever had an experience of therapy and they're trying to convince their parents or convince their partners or just uh getting their close friends to understand i think maybe they could first actually just start take an appointment speak to them and if if say a person is under age like under 18 and if a parent needs to be involved maybe get you know get one of the parent to just come and speak to the person speak to the professional and uh, say that you know just give it a chance because i have tried everything else but i'm still not able to concentrate in my studies or in my work i'm still not able to focus i'm still not able to get over a certain thought or a feeling or even if it is something extreme when it comes to not able to form good relationships uh, with your friends or family or even in your workspace so i think it it would have to be verbalized uh, in a way that the that the other person understands that it's not that they have you know something is wrong with them but more about that there is something going on that needs uh, and uh, expert experts help um, of course it's going to be a long journey it's not going to go in one conversation but if you have the conviction i think people do come around and they, they if they see that change in you and the impact it may have positively on you um, they, they would be sensible enough to then understand that okay this is good for you and and then eventually the support would come yeah i think i can resonate with that in some way speaking of a personal experience again i started seeking therapy i just started like i didn't tell anyone because i wasn't sure how it would be received because again you know the stigma that there's something wrong with you or whatever but uh, i saw therapy and then i started getting better and i think then it was you know when i could actually speak to my parents and my friends and tell them that you know what this works this genuinely works and i'm getting better so there's nothing wrong with wanting to seek therapy because as a one thing that's going to help you feel better right like it's not seeking therapy when you know there's a problem that's maybe an indicator that 
you know there is something holding you back but just having had that experience myself i feel like it's definitely been a bit of a life changer you know overall in you know for me and for people around me and personally like i've been convincing everybody i know to seek therapy at least once you know like whether or not there's a disorder whether or not there is uh any major symptom of uh, you know something being wrong or whatever uh i've been speaking to my friends and like it's it's been more about you know like like we spoke it's not necessarily about diagnosable disorders it's more about a general sense of mental wellness so you know where do those lines actually begin to blur you know the lines between mental wellness and actually having a disorder how does one start understanding that you know there is something more problematic over here so to answer you know like to firstly comment on the fact that you know you encourage a lot of people to go in for therapy i think me too uh i am only a part time mental health professional but i feel like i'm a full time advocate i have um i i i think i have encouraged more than you know 70 80 people to get into therapy and they've been super grateful be it through my personal uh network my friends even uh, at amritam i think our all our core team has been in therapy at some point and not because something's wrong with them but because um you have to look at therapy the way you look at education right uh, you don't go to school or a college and and ask what am i learning on an everyday basis but how it's actually impacting uh, your overall growth your overall self awareness and like in education you're learning about different subjects in therapy you're learning about yourself and um, i and i think i'm a strong believer of the fact that self awareness is like investment therapy is if you are looking at it as an expense where money is going uh, on a weekly basis from your bank account and then you're asking yourself okay do i really need this do, you know how exactly is it helping me and if you're constantly um, judging it in terms of you know quantifying the results of it um, it would then become difficult for you to sustain yourself in in it but if you look at it as something that's going to then uh, sort of define how you relate to others how you relate to yourself how your overall life be it work uh, personal or or just you know a, every aspect of your life then how it gets impacted by the fact that you know who you are and how you have a certain thoughts and feelings and why they come and where they come from and for each person because it's been such an uh, unique journey in in terms of life in terms of childhood experiences um you know you can't just build self awareness by looking at someone else i'm not saying that therapy is the only measure uh, you know only method to Uh, really understand and build self awareness so is not school or college you know you can always learn on your own about certain subjects too but it just becomes more formal when it, where it's giving you that structure where it's giving you this uh, sort of set uh, hours where you are then just sitting and doing nothing except uh, talking about yourself thinking about yourself introspecting with the other person who is a professional uh and and answering your uh, you know the main question how does someone understand that if it's a mental health uh, difficulty or if it's a disorder uh, i think most people don't know that what they're going through is a disorder 
uh, till they reach a professional you know till they start seeking help and then they realize that okay maybe maybe i ident- i identify with a certain a condition or a symptom or a syndrome and of course the the other person the professional is also going to help you uh, understand if it is uh, a you know if it is a disorder if, if it can be diagnosed or if it is a general difficulty that you're going through because of various factors so um, most people actually don't really know what they're going through even if it is a disorder so um, it always starts with uh mental health difficulties which then become difficult to contain difficult to deal with on your own and eventually when you go to a professional then you uh, realize that okay um i may be going through this and sometimes the label the diagnosis helps the person because then they know that okay i am not the only person who's going through this i am not alone uh sometimes the diagnosis could also do harm where uh people feel like okay i am incurable i can never be helped because i am going through this uh you know certain personality disorders people when they have when they get the diagnosis of a personality disorder a few of them actually end up feeling like they would never be able to have a positive and a healthy relationship with the part- person because of what uh, their diagnosis suggests so uh, it works both ways of course the first step of course would be to just get an appointment and talk to a professional and then understand what you're going through right right so i think that first step is something that's recommended for everyone if you ask me i think everybody should go for at least one appointment with the therapist and see what's going on and then maybe take it from there i don't know maybe this is just me but i've had such a brilliant experience with it that i just feel like you know everyone else should give it a shot as well right yeah i i think yeah i've been uh... as a part of my work i am supposed to be uh, in therapy um, and i have i think i've been like i was in a group therapy uh, setup back in like from 2014 to 2016 and then again i went into personal therapy from 2016 to early, like you know january 2018 and then again i started this year again like you know i uh, found another another therapist my earlier therapist had moved out of the country that's why we had to terminate it and um, being someone uh, who's encouraging other people to be in therapy it of course comes from a space where i know how much that has impacted my decisions and made a huge difference in general like you know it has had a huge positive impact on my own life and uh, i don't really encourage people to seek therapy because i am a therapist but because i am someone who is in therapy and i know how it works and i think coming from you that also means a lot because you know you have seen the other side as well you know you you've sought therapy and you're a mental health professional uh from my perspective i'm just someone who's been seeking therapy for the longest time so i would undoubtedly really recommend at least one session with people and uh, i think like you rightly mentioned you know therapy has to be seen as something that is an investment and not an expense because like you said you know it's like in school you have so many different subjects and you're studying you spend time studying i think it's been long enough that we've not given ourselves that time and maybe now is a good time any is a good time to start actually just focusing on the self and trying to work towards a healthy mind so i think that's another way in which this podcast might maybe catalyze some change and i'm really looking forward to this because 
we've gone through the episode titles together we've gone through the topics and we've spoken to so many different professionals together and uh, after having already recorded some episodes which i'm very excited to be releasing very soon i know for a fact that there is so much of gold that is coming out over here that is so so important for mental health and this is going to be something that i really hope causes some change in someone's life out there yeah me too actually i am thrilled and really really looking forward to each episode because there's so many different professionals and such unique topics that we are going to talk about which i think almost everyone would relate to at uh, some point in their life they must have experienced that and um and how we can look at the same thing differently so it's going to be great and i and i do think i i strongly believe it's going to have a good and you know huge impact on people i'm so excited and i can't wait to get the rest of the episodes out there thanks so much stuti this has been a lot of fun i'm so glad we get to talk about this and that we're doing this together it's always a pleasure to talk to you <laughs> same here i'm so glad you've been so patient with me to be honest um you really have um and uh, i i do think like you know we we were joking about how we are going to uh, continue talking and extend our time and we have and i just i just hope you know people be patient and listen to the whole thing because there's so much uh, we have talked about which is meaningful um, i'm really glad uh, we we did this i'm feeling so good right now me too and i'm really looking forward to next week's episode which is going to be about procrastination something that we think is so normal but something that we're going to be diving deep into with a brand new professional next week so stay tuned and we will see you next week on rediscovering self with amrutam until then take care and stay safe bye bye